This is mission.org. This is Marketing Trends, your number one source for exclusive interviews with chief marketing officers and executive marketing leaders in the Fortune 1000 and beyond. This is Jeremy Bergeron, and I interview, collaborate, and partner with world-class CMOs and marketing leaders across industries. Brightspot Content Management System enables marketers to launch in just 100 days. It efficiently manages marketing campaigns on mobile apps or updates investors on your corporate site, handling it all seamlessly. With over 100 plus different content types and templates, marketers can deliver a customized, relevant experience to your audience. Additionally, integrate your current marketing automations platform and SEO recommendations directly from your Brightspot content management system, simplifying tool management. Discover more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends. Hey everybody, welcome back to Marketing Trends. It's 2023, we're here. It's not a rumor, it's not a myth. We made it to 2023. I'm excited, we're back in the studio. We have yet another just absolutely brilliant marketing leader in Lauren Gerstner. Lauren is the head of marketing at Mass Mutual Financial Advisors at Mass Mutual. We'll unpack that in a little bit. But Lauren is an epic marketer and marketing leader. I know this because I took a little bit of a look at her background and I wanna mention some of the amazing brand she's worked out. Looks like she started off at a pretty amazing brand called Nokia back in 2007 and got some comms and marketing experience there. Then went on to work at places like Northwestern Mutual, H&R Block, HP for almost four years, and then spent some time at New York Life before landing at Mass Mutual Financial Advisors for just over a year now as their head of marketing. Lauren, welcome to the show. Super stoked to have you. Jeremy, thank you so much. Um, first off, Happy New Year. Super yes. excited to be here. I uh, definitely listen to a lot of podcasts, but this is the first one that I've ever been on. So really, really honored to get the invite. Nice. Well, super stoked to have you. I mean, look, you are at an interesting seat in an interesting industry at a really big company. I mean, look, Mass Mutual is Fortune 100. Um, you're supporting marketing for their financial advisor unit. And I want to talk about that for our audience and those who kind of don't know. Describe Mass Mutual, describe Mass Mutual financial advisors and then kind of your role there as head of marketing and what you're up to. Yeah, absolutely. So Mass Mutual, let's start there. Um, it's a company that really focuses on helping people secure their financial future and protect the ones that they love. So, you know, that's the, that's a purpose statement for Mass Mutual overall. And then Mass Mutual Financial Advisors is a specific distribution arm that really positions advisors as the primary vehicle for helping people reach their financial goals, right? So, um, you know, the way I kind of think about the business is Mass Mutual overall, we sell a bunch of different proprietary products specializing in life insurance. We've got whole life, term life, disability, annuities. We also sell investment products through our broker dealer. But 
for MMFA, you know, it's financial advisors that really are the product, right? It's their relationships that they establish with their clients. It's their trusted advice. It's that human guidance that ultimately helps people reach their financial goals. And it helps them do that throughout the course of their life, right? However, their life may evolve. So whether your goals are protection focused, whether they're accumulation focused, um, your advisor is there to really, really help you build that holistic financial plan. So when it comes to my role um, as head of marketing for Mass Mutual Financial Advisors, it's really about supporting the advisors and growing their business, right? So you know we have about seven thousand advisors uh, nationwide, and all of them really are kind of considered entrepreneurs in their own right. And the level of sophistication that they're at, the level of maturity that they're at in their business really runs the gamut. So we have a ton of advisors that are newer in this industry, right? They're focusing, they're focusing on establishing their book of business, establishing their digital footprint. So we help them with a lot of, I would say more of like the marketing basics, right? How to get your website set up, how to get ongoing visibility in the social space, how to leverage content just to be able to reach the client base that you ultimately want to service. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we've got much more established advisors, right? They're, they've got an established book of business. And you know that's a really fun space to play in from a marketing perspective because it becomes more about how do we help these advisors grow their brand, right? How do we help them you know, grow their reach, expand their reach into new marketing channels? How do we help them, you know, mine their book of business to get new sales opportunities? So there's a lot going on, I would say, on both ends of the spectrum. It's a pretty broad scope. It keeps us on our toes and really keeps the day-to-day pretty interesting for my team. Wow. Okay. So two parts that I'm super interested in because I see that you, I mean, you were at HP. So it's like you went, you were in tech for, you know, almost four years. You were a global director there of digital marketing transformation. Um, and then you switched to this life insurance world. You spent some time at New York Life and now Mass Mutual. So what was that like intersection? What got your attention as you were kind of phasing out of HP? Because you could have, again, gone a lot of, a lot of industries need and will continue to need digital marketing transformation. That puts you at a really mm-hmm. cool place. You could have gone to a lot of different brands and industries. What really kind of brought you to the life insurance world? Yeah, it's funny. So before I went to HP, um, I had a stint at Northwestern Mutual in Milwaukee, and that was really my first foray into financial services. That's right. okay. Spent about two years there, and then went to H and R Block, which is still financial services, but obviously tax focused, mm-hmm. right? So moving away mm-hmm. from life insurance, but still staying in that same industry. Then went to HP, which was tech, which I kind of you know leapfrogged back into another industry that I had already had experience in, and then after some time at HP. Um, what brought me back to financial services is actually somebody who I worked with at H&R Block. So wow. I think it's funny because at that point in my career, it wasn't such a deliberate move back into the industry. It was more about the connections. And I okay. knew the person who I was going to work for at New York Life, which is where I jumped to from HP. So um, it was just, you know, it was it was a great move. And I think at a certain point in your career, it almost becomes kind of less about the industry, less mm-hmm. almost about even the scope of the job and more about who you're working for. And um, I had a great boss, so it was a great That's opportunity great. that opened up at the right time. Okay, so you're brought into Mass Mutual Financial Advisors. There's a large, I mean, look, 7,000 advisors. That's a big footprint, um, a, a range yeah. of experience there. What was the 
like what was the kind of digital transformation looking like before like you joined? Like what did that what did the support and, and resources and just what did that look like? And then now over a year in the role, what does it look like now to be an advisor supported by marketing? Now that you've been there a while, what changes have been made? What were they doing prior in this very fast moving space that we're in? So Mass Mutual's commitment to uh, to digital has really been in motion for quite some time and something that I think only continues to accelerate. Probably the easiest way to frame up that commitment to digital is in kind of three distinct but also broad categories. Uh, first, on the client side, it's all about making their overall experience better in terms of how they access and manage their accounts. Um, whereas on the advisor side, we're really leaning into digital to make it easier for them to do business and easier for them to engage with clients. And then finally, on the third kind of employee corporate home office side, it's about how do we get more efficient within the scope of our day-to-day -day work. So. That's kind of the macro level mass mutual uh, view. And then when we look specifically at where MMFA is and um, where they're at within their digital transformation, I would say really the biggest bet that they've made in the last couple of years has been their investment in a platform called A360, which is short for Advisor 360. And A360 is a platform that really has the potential to transform the way that advisors do business in that what the platform does is that it tries to capture a client's complete financial picture. So it consolidates uh, it, it consolidates insurance uh, policies, it consolidates investment accounts, banking accounts, et cetera, in order to kind of act as this single source of truth for a client's financial life. And when you really, you know, you put yourself in the shoes of an advisor, it opens up an immense amount of opportunities simply because you have that visibility. So the relationship to the client is no longer about kind of an isolated life policy or an isolated DI policy, uh, you know, where you do an annual check-in once a year and it's very routine. Now through A360, you have um, you just have this full view of your client's financial picture, and you have visibility into you know policies and accounts that maybe didn't even originate with you. So because you can see all of this and because you can see how it all fits into a broader financial plan, it becomes easier to spot the gaps and spot the opportunities. So the platform really positions the advisor really well in terms of um, how they can make much more impactful and much more personalized uh, recommendations for their clients. And then on top of all that, I would say that you know A360 has a really strong kind of advisor productivity story to it as well. So in terms of um, workflow capability, it's really strong there. So advisors can more easily interact across their teams and across their staff. And then it's also got cool functionality like one-click reviews. So what used to be kind of this cumbersome effort to prepare for an annual client review is now something that can be accomplished in a matter of minutes. So all to say, I think if you're an advisor that's really harnessing the full power of the A360 platform, it really can be a game changer for your practice. Mm, okay, cool. So I saw also a pretty recent uh, announcement that Mass Mutual recently had this this cool ten year partnership with the Boston Red Sox, which sounds amazing. So it, look, it sounded like your company will become the signature sponsor, and and that the Mass Mutual logo like will be the first ever to be worn on the team's jersey. This is a big deal. Um, how did this partnership come about? What do you know about this partnership? I'm super curious about this one. 
Yeah, it's definitely a really exciting moment and a really exciting partnership for Mass Mutual. Personally, I can't take a lot of credit for it because we have a whole team in the sponsorship and activation space who are amazing, and they um, they really are the ones who uh, who set this up. But it's certainly something that we are across the company and in the field really excited about. And it's you know the marriage of really two historic brands, right? You've got the Red Sox, you've got Mass Mutual, which has been around for 170 years. So I think it's going to be a really exciting partnership to see the marriage of those really kind of legacy brands come together. What opportunities does this open up for for the brand? For sure, it's an opportunity to reach new customers, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to have just massive visibility for Mass Mutual. I feel like there's almost no way in which, you know, if you're watching a Red Sox game, you're not going to see Mass Mutual in some capacity, right? There's a signage on the scoreboard. There is the signage behind home plate. There's all the digital signage. So the brand is definitely going to have really high visibility. And I think it's that visibility that's going to drive the brand awareness, introduce new customers to Mass Mutual, let them know who we are, and ultimately drive that consideration for them. Um, so I think, you know, visibility, it's obviously, it's, it's, it's a really big play with the, on the customer front. But then in addition to visibility with the customers, there's the visibility with financial advisors, right? So financial mm-hmm. advisors might also be watching those games and mm-hmm. having their eyes on you know, this level of investment, I think is gonna be great for us, right? So when advisors see that and they see a brand like Mass Mutual having a sponsorship at this level, I, I think it really helps us get established in their minds as a premium brand and a brand that they might wanna build their business with. So that's an additional benefit. That's cool. I mean, it, you know, looking back the last couple of years, I mean, even even look before you joined the brand. I mean, this this hundred and seventy you know plus year old company, they endured losses in twenty twenty due to COVID, like a lot of other businesses, and then partly recovered in twenty one, and you know they moved up like twenty three spots on the Fortune five hundred, and have just had this really bang out last year, increasing revenue, really impressive, like a lot of growth, and I'm just curious, like, what do you attribute this like? increase and success to has really been this really return and this, this, yeah, this success that's that's clearly there happening for the brand. So COVID really introduced a a seismic shift in the industry. And there's certainly no upside to a global pandemic. But if we were to kind of search for a silver lining in it, I would say that it brought mortality top of mind. And when you consider mortality, you know, it really begs the question of how do I protect what I love? How do I protect who I love when I die? And of course, life insurance, uh, building generational wealth, leaving a legacy, those are all ways to accomplish that. So I would say in a way, you know, just the the conditions or the context of the pandemic made it such that Mass Mutual could be much more successful because we had, you know, solutions to a need that for for that amount of time you really couldn't ignore. Mm. And that also to me would would feed into this uncertain economic climate that we're in and entering into all these brands are talking about, you know, doing more with less. And it's certainly trickling down to to families and individuals that are just around the world. So I I see how that also look, it, it brings this stuff top of mind, right? Like when you don't know what's to come, let's make sure we have the right things in place. So that makes sense. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I think there's 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 so much kind of buzz and talk that's surrounding us about inflation, um, unstable markets, 
just the global economic mm-hmm. situation, right? So there's a lot of, I would say, almost like headwinds that I think consumers are much more cognizant of. And so really what better time to be working with a financial professional, right? Somebody who can help you navigate through all of this complexity and all of this uncertainty and really help you feel like your financial goals can still stay on track. Wow. So, you know, the world has changed a lot in the past you know, couple of years. We all know this. I mean, it really hasn't been an industry, at least I've spoken to hundreds of uh, marketing leaders, and it seems like every industry was impacted in some way in the past couple of years, right? Um, it seems like now a lot of brands into the end of last year, into this year now, have just really started to double down on the customer experience and where every like every touch point matters even more now. Every interaction with the brand matters even more now. And that seems to be getting you know higher and higher. People's expectations are growing when they engage with the brand, whether they're a new or an existing customer. They want it to matter. They want it to count. And you now kind of overseeing marketing for, you know, a lot of advisors that are like on the street, really supporting people at different levels of wealth building and, and financial advising. Um, what, what, in your opinion, is like table stakes now for people engaging with the advisors, right? Engaging with the marketing that you're supporting, like what's some of the newer things now that maybe didn't exist before where like you have to have these things for an advisor to be successful in marketing themselves and marketing with their offer. They've got to have these things when they interact with customers. Can you touch on some of those kind of table stakes things that you feel like are really important now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, from a marketing perspective, right, you have got to be you've got to have a really strong digital footprint. You've got to be discoverable when people are searching for you, right? If you're not discoverable, if you don't have a website, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile that's filled out and showing up when somebody Googles your name, if you're not in social in some capacity, I think that's definitely a detriment to you. So table stakes, you've got to have a really solid digital footprint as an advisor to be discoverable when consumers are searching for you. And then I think you've got to be looking at your marketing landscape and and understanding how you can leverage that for an engagement strategy, right? Whether you're engaging prospects or you're engaging current clients, how do you maintain that ongoing dialogue with them? And to the degree that you can, right, to the degree that these platforms allow for it, how do you personalize that dialogue, Mm. right? Because I think you said it before, the stakes are so high. Consumers' expectations are constantly and constantly getting higher. And I think we have less and less patience for sort of this kind of generic blanket um, marketing that doesn't acknowledge who we are, what our preferences are, and what we expect brands or our advisor to know about us. So I think that, you know, what sits behind some of that personalization is what an advisor would do with a really good fact finder. And a really good fact finder is the crux of understanding Mm. their market, understanding Mm. their customer. And that fact finder really goes through everything, um, really helps them, really helps the advisor uncover all the relevant details about who that client is, what they care about, what their financial goals are, you know, who's in the family, what are they trying to protect, um, are they planning for retirement, et cetera, et cetera. So I really think at the crux of it, it's it's a really good fact finder that helps them understand everything they can about their customer and then using their marketing channels to be able to engage in a more personal way. 
what we're hearing a lot about this kind of chat GPT stuff online, right? There's all, I don't know if you've been in the, in the social, social layers lately, but it's a lot of videos, people talking about chat GPT and AI, right? And it's interesting to play with this um, just at home, like thinking, just asking questions and, and having this back and forth with this, you know, artificial intelligence. Where is AI in the playbook for these advisors in terms of marketing? Where is it being used or are you thinking it's going to be used soon? What's your kind of perspective there? Because I see it being certainly a game changer in a, in a lot of industries and in a lot of roles. Um, but what's your take? Because to me, you have a huge army of people who could be maybe benefiting from it or at least preparing to execute in a big way. So I think this is a really fascinating space and, and one that seems to be developing faster and faster. I think chat GPT is you know, something that probably has more than a few marketers worried about you know, what happens to our jobs in the future. Are we going to be replaced by machines that can ultimately produce surprisingly good content? Um, of course, I hope that that doesn't happen. I think that you know we can really kind of coexist in this world where things like ChatGPT, you know, kind of remove some of that grunt work from uh, what we do as marketers, and then we can, as humans, kind of come in and be that overlay to nuance the content, nuance the marketing for the audience and for the channel um, in which it shows up. So. Ultimately, uh, ChatGPT, it has not really made its way into uh, an advisor's marketing strategy yet, but we'll, we'll keep our eyes on that space. Um, in the meantime, what definitely has come into advisor's marketing strategy more prominently is the use of AI and machine learning. And the way you know, that that's specifically kind of manifesting is through the use of propensity models. So we're working with our, our tech teams to produce these um, data models that ultimately digest large sets of data in order to help advisors really mine their book of business and more easily identify cross-sell and upsell opportunities for their clients. Um, but what's going to be really interesting to see, you know, especially as the space gets more and more sophisticated, is what's that intersection and how do we have you know, AI and ML also working well alongside Reg VI, which is an SEC regulation that requires that advisors really act in the best interest of their clients. So you know, when you have this context where you know, AI is bringing forward a product recommendation and an advisor acts on that, how do we ensure that that's still all compliant and, and kind of all kosher with, uh, with Reg VI? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. When you say Reg BI, is that like regular business intelligence? Is that what that stands for? So it stands for regulation best interest. Regulation best interest. Okay. Yep. That yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is, um, I could send you more detail on it, but basically it's an SEC regulation. Okay. It requires advisors to act in the best interest of their clients. That's cool. That's that's a cool, and I'm glad you mentioned that because to me, that's going to be a piece that has to be included in the AI ML conversation, right? It's like you can't, exactly. even if the technology is amazing and doing these things, like you can't just forget about this thing called, you know, a, a regulation or something. It's really important that the SEC is putting in place. So how technology will play with that will be interesting. Absolutely. Um, that's cool. Okay, so Lauren, you know, in an effective and pretty, actually pretty funny campaign uh, for the holidays, I saw this awkward silence night campaign. It spoke toward the awkwardness that many people feel talking about money. And so I'm curious, like what inspired uh, that approach in, you know, to this campaign? And why do you think money remains such a taboo topic for so many people? 
Yeah, it's a it's a really great campaign. I love that Mass Mutual kind of took a more humorous spin mm -hmm. on their advertising campaign because I think humor is not something that financial services companies naturally gravitate to. So love that Mass Mutual did that. Um, and you know it, that particular platform is what we call um, you know internally as our uncomfortable truths platform. And when you think about it, right. Financial conversations are and can be really difficult. And, you know, my personal take on that is that you know, we just don't get a lot of training in life. We don't get a lot of training from the institutions where we do receive education around how to talk about money. So we don't really have, you know, kind of this language innately within us about how to have some of those difficult conversations. And they can be really difficult conversations, right? Because when you're talking about life insurance, you're ultimately thinking about somebody passing on, right? And so you're, there's two difficult topics to address, mortality and finances. It's a really interesting space, but the campaign as a whole, I think, is really trying to tap into um, how we can normalize some of these taboo conversations, right? And Mass Mutual Financial Advisors has a great answer to that because when you're trying to navigate these difficult conversations, what better way to do it than with a financial advisor, with a trained professional who can help you facilitate those conversations. So it's a great campaign. I think it's you know, a creative platform that will definitely be around for the long haul for okay. MassMutual. Um, and we're hoping that some of those financial conversations that feel so taboo get easier over time. So think about this year, we're already, we're well into 2023. And I wanna just kind of get two, two sides of this equation for you is like, what what's on deck for for Lauren this year? Personally, what are you excited about? What is this, what are what goal or goals do you have for yourself this year? And then also professionally or a blend of those two, but what's what's on deck for you in 2023? It's funny because it's 2023 and I feel like it's the new year, right? I should be able to rattle off all of my goals. Um, but I think to some degree, they haven't really, kind of taken concrete shape yet. And I'm sort of okay with that, hoping that 2023 leaves some openness for, for things to, to find me. But for sure, one of the goals that I have uh, that's in the professional domain is really about harnessing the full impact of my team. I've been at Mass Mutual for about a year and a half, and uh, it's been, you know, I've spent a lot of time building up the team that I have today, and a lot of them are newer in their roles, and I think it takes time. You know, it's almost like you hit the one-year mark, and you actually start to finally understand what your role is and how you can perform sort of at maximum capacity. So I think a lot of the folks on my team are ultimately going to get to that point. And so when they reach that at an individual level, and then we have that at the collective level, I think it's going to be amazing. So I feel like good things, good things are on deck for my team. We're lean and mean, but we're going to be able to do a lot at scale. So I, I feel really it. good about that. Awesome. Okay. We'll definitely stay connected and see where you and the team end up this year and where this awesome brand is headed. I mean, this, I don't see this brand slowing down one bit. Um, so thanks for that. And before we get into the lightning round, I just wanted to say, yeah, thank you for being on the show. This was the kickoff show for 23. This was our first show of the year of the new year. And you really set the bar at a nice high space, Lauren. So we appreciate you being part of the show. Thank you for being here. Let's get into some lightning round questions. Are you ready? Absolutely. Hit me. I'm ready for it. Okay. We're going to go through as many as we can. You know, try to be quick. This is lightning round. So just run through them. And if you don't, if you want to skip, just say skip and I'll move on. Okay. Okay. Cool. First question, Lauren, Red Sox or Yankees? 
Red Sox, definitely Red Sox. Okay. What is the funniest thing you have witnessed during a Zoom meeting in the past couple of years? Oh boy. I think it was when somebody on my team somehow transported themselves into the screen and into a presentation. I have no idea how she did it, but I absolutely lost it. She's never been able to recreate it, but it was hysterical. We still <laughs> laugh great. about it today. That's good. What is your least favorite, either marketing buzzword or business buzzword? I'm gonna say, let's table this. And <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I classic. the reason I don't like it is not so much because of the words themselves, but because I feel like it's often used in a context where you don't want to address a meaty topic. So Got people it. will be like, let's table this, we'll circle back. And that's just, it's it's not my favorite. I got it. I, the circle back one's another one. I'm like, so let's circle back. Like, no, I don't want to do that. No. Um, <laughs> what, what is the, like, the, the best upgrade? If you could upgrade your work from home setup, what would it be? What would you do to upgrade it? Better lighting. Okay. Okay. Um, what is the first thing that you thought about this morning? Uh, hot or iced coffee. And you chose? It was cold in New York. I chose hot. That's right. It's cold in Austin too. So I did, I did the same. Shout out to Starbucks. Um, okay. If you could use marketing to send a message to the entire world and just there'd be billboards all over the world that you put there, what would you say? What message would you say to the entire world? Don't bang weights in the gym. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh man. Best one ever. That's the mic drop moment. I don't even know if we can continue because that was the best one. Um, that one really annoys me. That's good. <laughs> what is one popular thing or activity you wish you enjoyed more? I would say running outside. I don't okay. enjoy running outside. I can run on a treadmill, but there's got to okay. be a conveyor belt under my feet. Okay. Real runners would totally disagree with me. <laughs> what would be the title of your unauthorized biography? Oh, I would say In Search of My Best Self. Oh, Okay. What is the best business advice or some of the best business advice you've ever received? I think whether it's business or career, I would say some of the best advice I received is, you know, the way to get your next job is to do really well in the one that you're in. If you were to devote the rest of your life to philanthropy, what cause would you choose? Some form of women empowerment. What is your greatest gift to give? The ability to make someone laugh. That's the best medicine of all. So I love that answer. Right. What are you dreaming of? A beach with sun. I love it. All right. And last question is, if you could go back in time and whisper in the ear of your younger self, what would you say to yourself? It sounds generic, but I'd probably say that it's all going to work out. Everything mm. happens for a reason. Perfect. I love that one. Cool. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. This was incredible. Like I said, a great kickoff to the year and just an honor to connect with you. I mean, congrats on where, you, where you're at now. I know for a fact that your story in marketing and marketing leadership is continuing on. It does not stop here. So congrats. Good luck to you the rest of the year. And thank you for being on Marketing Trends. You killed it. Thank you so much, Jeremy. It was a great opportunity. Happy New Year and hope to someday come back. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. 
At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.